Welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Hey, Liz. Hey, Kat. Whew, Kat, we are recording this episode on March 12th of 2020. The coronavirus is growing worldwide, and so many of us are glued to the news. Absolutely. It's uh, it, it's amazing how the climate has shifted in the last couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh. It is so important to stay informed, to stay safe, wash your hands a lot, be smart. So we're taking this opportunity to be timely and try to help the millions of people who are finding themselves unexpectedly working from home, building virtual teams, and changing how they do their job. Technology is amazing. And the fact that productivity doesn't have to change with the quarantines is incredible. But working from home isn't for everyone. And what works for me might not work for Kat or someone who isn't used to working from home. We also want to tell the people who have suddenly found themselves unemployed or underemployed, we're thinking of you and we're here to answer any questions or be helpful any way you can. This is uncharted territory for everyone. And if we can help, please let us know. So today we're going to try to help all of you people who are new to working from home. Um, you know, with the assumption that what works for one may work for many. And we hope that leaders of teams who are now working from home, that we give you some things to think about to help your teams run more smoothly and feel more connected during this very strange times. Yeah, I love what you said. Like, what works for me may not work for you. And so take it or leave it. We're throwing stuff out there. And if it sticks for you, we're super happy about that. Yeah. Because both of us are long-time work-from-homers. I've been working from home for almost 13 years. And I believe that becoming a mom, which is what happened when I started working from home, uh, it changed my ability to be a long-time work-at-homer because I'm less likely to get lonely. I have others to care for and about. And I have to be efficient because time is my greatest commodity. That's for sure. I've been working remotely on and off for the past 20 years. Uh, when I worked uh, in corporate staffing for Schwab, about half of my time was supporting clients who were remote. Little did I know that was training for me on how to, um, how to work well remotely. You know, when I did end up working from home not long after that, it was pretty easy because I had been working remotely for half of my client base for a couple of years. Totally. And once you know how to do it and you know your groove, it you know your groove. Yeah. So Kat, what are your top work from home tips? What works for you as a work from homer? I think that it's important to establish a schedule for yourself that includes self-care because it's really easy to get all encompassed by work. And when you're working from home, you want to make sure that you're available. That's super important, right? But the tendency can be to dive all in and it's really important from the get-go to set up boundaries for yourself. So, you know, schedule exercise, schedule, you know, a morning practice that supports you before you start working. You know, some people exercise, some people meditate, some people, you know, some people walk the dog. Right, right. So, you know, whatever, whatever you decide you want to do, spend a little bit of time before you work and get yourself centered. I think that's super important, especially right now, because there's so much unknown and fear in the air. But the more you can kind of set yourself up for success, the better. You know, shower and dress for work. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially like, you know, 20 years ago, maybe that wasn't as important because there wasn't as much video calls, right? But, 
it's a different game now, right? It's a different game. You, you know, you have to be ready to hop on a video call and that, that means maybe paying a little bit more attention to, you know, making sure that you're taking good care of yourself. Make sure that you're available during work hours. Mm-hmm. I used to be asked, um, you know, we had a huge staffing team when I was at Schwab and I, I would, um, I was asked to meet with people who were starting to support remote clients and share what worked for me. And I think what worked for me was that I just made sure I was available. And what I've learned from then is that it's important to establish those boundaries, right? So that people know when, you know, when you're working and when you're not working. So I think it's good to be as transparent as possible. So, you know, share your calendar with your close team members so they know, you know, if you're in meetings for two hours, if you're in back-to-back meetings, they would know to expect to expect to hear back from you in two hours, right? As opposed to no response. Because if, if I'm in a meeting and I'm really focused on the meeting, I'm not paying as much attention to my, tw- I'm not paying attention to my Twitter feed. I'm not paying attention to my instant messages. I mean, it, so I will get back as soon as I can, but, you know, I think, I think being, being clear about where you are and when you're going to be there is probably one of the best things that you can do for people to, to build trust and credibility. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to do. Uh, you want to you want to be a trustworthy employee. Totally. And I think you know Slack statuses mm-hmm. are huge yes. for that too. And I agree. Share your calendar. Also block your calendar. Mm-hmm. So like TMI, my calendar is blocked every morning from eight to nine fifteen for exercise. Yep. Amen. It's blocked. You can't get on there from eight to nine fifteen. It's also my clients are on the West Coast, so that's 6 a.m. their time. I'm pretty safe. But bottom line, that's an important thing for me. Block your calendar for the walk around the block. Block your, Use your calendar to work in things that you need to do to take care of things. And it's okay to block it. But use, if you have some kind of internal messaging system, I use Slack. But you can say in a meeting. Mm-hmm. away from the desk or whatever. If you're in meetings, put it on in a meeting. That means you're not going to hear back from me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I'm sitting on the couch watching Three's Company. It means I'm in a meeting. So I, I think to use that, that's that's a big deal. Do you, um, have any, do you have any top work from home tips, Liz? Well, I love what you said about showering and getting dressed. And I may be weird, shocker, but I use my clothes to delineate work time from not work time. So after that workout, I come home, I shower, I get dressed, I put on makeup, I get ready for my day. Then the minute I'm done with my work day, mm-hmm. off goes the makeup, in comes the sweats. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not at work anymore. Does that mean I don't check email? No. But my availability at your beck and call time is over. And so now I'm choosing to catch up or choosing to work. So I use my clothes to delineate that. I think it's important to do so. Um, I think it's really important to try to get out of the house at least once a day. If it's to take a walk, get the dog around the block. And think about it like when you go to the office, you take a lot of steps from the car to the office, to the water cooler, to the bathroom. Make sure you get the same amount of walking in or you're going to start feeling icky. And that might mean walk around the couch 15 times, whatever floats your boat. Um, Yeah. And if you need to put in a 10 minute, you know, a 10 minute reminder, 
yeah. you know, a, a couple times a day, that's, that's allowed and encouraged. Totally. Um, the other thing I think is critical is, um, got to have some signals for your co-livers. I mean, a lot of people are in sharing space during times they're not supposed to be sharing spaces with either with co- uh, spouses or kids. You got to make a signal. And I realize with younger kids, and we're going to talk about kids stuff a little later, but it's harder. But like my kids are almost 13 and almost 11. I can close the door to my office and they know that means stay out. Now the dogs don't, they whine, it's a whole thing. But they know what that means. And so make a signal to the people in your house that you're on a call or on a video and that unless they are bleeding, to figure it out themselves. Also, my last one is like eat and drink healthy. Watch your coffee. The pot's right there. It's easy to fill. It's your favorite morning coffee. Like, And try to eat snack on healthy food because you're going to feel better and more like yourself and less sluggish if you're, than if you're sitting there, you know, eating your evening snack all day long. So that requires a little bit of planning. You want to think about that before the work week and make sure that you're stocked with, you know, your carrots and celery or your hummus or whatever it is that is healthy for you, right? Mm-hmm. And it might mean that you get a little bit more regimented. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's something that could be a trigger for you, it's like you make sure you have your breakfast and then your snack and and you have your stuff prepared for that so that you keep yourself going. And I think maybe regimented of, okay, I have these two meetings that I'm going to walk around the couch or take the dog out or get some fresh air, whatever your climate allows. And then I'm going to, I have more meetings and then I'm going to take this break and I'm going to catch up on emails. So to really block out your calendar in a more regimented way. And then to say, but at five o'clock I'm stopping because my work day will be over because it's. Yeah. If you don't, it's a slippery slope. It is. And it's harder when you don't have kids Mm -hmm. to stop the day because I've got to stop the day because I've got to make dinner. Right. People need to eat around here. But if I am on my own, if my kids are away at camp, I can throw some cheese and crackers on a plate and just keep on trucking. Right. And so you have to make the breaks more decisively than when someone else is relying on you to make that break because you need to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So routine is going to support you mm-hmm. and, and making sure you're taking care of yourself and having some decent boundaries. Yeah. And these times are crazy. The news is crazy. Like taking care of yourself, it almost gets more important. I think so. Mm-hmm. You got you got to stay centered and know that you can only control what you can control and not stress about the things that you can't control as much as possible. And, and it's hard. Be, you know, if you can be a positive, calming influence on your team, that is going to be so much more valued than being the person who is just freaking out and scared. Um, you know, so as much, as much as you can do to make yourself to, to support yourself in being grounded and, and positive and just, you know, making the best of a, of a challenging situation. Yeah. And, and that goes in ho- at your house and on your team. So these are individual tips, right? Mm-hmm. But, but Liz, now we've got whole teams that are used to working together in an office, suddenly finding themselves at home. 
Totally. What are some ideas you have about virtual teaming? Oh my gosh. Number one rule, turn the video on mm-hmm. because you showered and that's a good thing. Um, right. And you dressed, you showered and you dressed. So you're ahead of the game. You're, you're there. So that you are camera ready. Um, but you can still see each other. You can see facial expressions and you can just feel more together. There's something about looking at the other people that make you feel more connected. You also with video, you're less likely to multitask because yes. people can see you. And if I'm- Call you out on it. <laughs> totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if your house is a mess and there is mayhem, do one of those cool, ridiculous backgrounds. Hey, have a contest where who has the most ridiculous backgrounds. I saw one of a dude with, remember that UK video of the baby that crawled in while the guy was on BBC? Yes, yes. Someone did that in his background. I'm like, that is the most genius thing ever. <laughs> like, Make reasons to connect, like, so make reasons to connect past the keyboard. If you're in a Slack conversation, turn on the video, make it live, like make those quote unquote face-to-face conversations happen that would have happened in the office. So that is my like number one rule. Well, I love that because it helps, it helps you to, to feel connected. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that can be challenging working from home, right? You yeah. can feel isolated. So so the more you can engage, whether that, you know, on video, uh, you know, and for people that aren't comfortable on video, it, it is a matter of doing it and then you get more comfortable, right? I mean, so I'd say get out of your comfort zone, get on video and you're going to survive and you're going to get more comfortable the more you do it. Right. And no one's expecting you to be in, we said get dressed. It doesn't have to be in a prom dress. You can be in a company t-shirt and a hoodie and nobody cares. Like, yeah. If the person who's wearing it, if someone feels good wearing their suit and tie because they're used to wearing a suit and tie at work, I'm not going to judge you. You know, I got bigger fish to fry. But generally, you can be a little more casual. You're working from home. Mm -hmm. So just be clean, people, and you're good. Right. But look like you. What about you, Kat? What else? I think communication becomes more and more and more important when you work from home. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I would say over-communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're leading a team, that means making sure that the team knows what you expect and how you want them to roll out whatever project they're working on. Mm-hmm. So, and if you're, if you're a team member, if you're on a team, make sure to keep on asking the questions until you have the clarity on what's expected from you. Mm-hmm. Your boss may have less experience working from home than you do. Mm-hmm. And as a team member, it's, you know, it's your job to help with the success of the team. And sometimes that is asking leading questions to get the answers that, you know, are going to help your teammates out. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And connect, like connect, communicate, talk together, talk things through, like try to make those cubicle conversations happen, even though they're not as natural, especially if that's what you're used to. Like, this sounds weird, but like try to keep it as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. And so that means picking up the phone or getting on a, a call or things mm-hmm. like that. And I think as managers, managers, those one-on-ones, there's no excuse to not have them happen. They have to happen during uncertain times. Yeah, one and of the things that one of the things that a one-on-one does is it helps your people to feel connected. Mm-hmm. If you've got a new team that is working remotely for the first time, those one-on-ones are going to be, are, are going to be, you know, grounding for them. They're going to be anchors and you want to give them anchors. 
Absolutely. And it helps with what Kat was saying earlier about making sure people know what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so in those one-on-ones, you can reiterate without calling someone out in the middle of a group meeting, like, so Kat, do you understand what I need from you? Like, yeah, nobody likes that. Yeah. Do what, do that one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. In that one-on-one, like, Hey Kat, we're starting this new project. Are you good on your role? What questions do you have? Good. All of a sudden she's not under the gun and life is good. And, and also, I think after those meetings, right, after mm-hmm. those meetings where deliverables are discussed, there is absolutely nothing wrong with uh, sending a recap, a recap up to your boss mm-hmm. and saying, hey, this is, the, this is my deliverable here, just making sure that we're on the same page. And that gives, the, that gives your boss the opportunity to say, yeah, yeah, Liz, perfect. Or you've got that, but don't forget this, right? right. And that way, that way, by asking clarifying questions and, and sharing what you think you should be doing, that way you're going to be able to, to make sure you're on the same page. And if I was a boss of a team, I'd be sending recap emails Absolutely. to the team. Hey, just had the meeting. We're kicking off this project. Just want to make sure everyone heard everything and someone wasn't, didn't have to take care of somebody, you know, mm-hmm. in the background or whatever. Kat's doing this. John's doing this. Yada, yada, yada. And that goes into what I think is also crucial is to establish new team norms. If you're doing a Zoom call, right? If you're doing a Zoom teleconference, go ahead and just get in the habit of recording it mm-hmm. so that if someone on the team is missing it, they can have access to that information. Oh, I love that. And like spell out what you want work from home to look like. Like there are companies that are all remote, like GitLab, who mm-hmm. it's out there what they're established norms are. It's amazing. There are so many assets online. And I think managers, it's up to you. And I, it trickles down, but just because you have man, a manager above you does not mean you can't establish the norm for your team. And think about how do you want them to work? What changes about each job on your team once it's gone fully virtual? Help people know your expectations. Help them feel Okay, but help everyone on your team figure out their new normal. Tell them they can come to you. Like, if you're feeling lonely or isolated, come to me. Like, talk to your team about how this is different and weird and what your expectations are. It will help so much. Mm-hmm. And when the timeline changes, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that you communicate that, right? We all have deadlines and stuff happens, and sometimes deadlines need to get moved. Nothing wrong with that as long as you communicate. Yep. 100%. So I think one of the things that's super important is to try to have fun. Oh my God, please. Yes. (laughs) Make fun happen when you can. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a gif of the day, a bad joke contest, or a who touched their face first contest. My favorite client, you have to put a clown face next to your name on Slack if you touch your face in a meeting. I love it. It's awesome. It's fun. Well, I Who think, cares? Right. And, and so many of us are, you know, are realizing just how much we have touched our face. Right. And that's one of the things that we shouldn't be doing. So you know, make, make, make a fun contest out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been watching the news. I'm going to, you know, we've been watching the news a lot more than usual. And there's so much fear and hysteria and, you know, no toilet paper or hand sanitizer, right? There, there's none of that in the stores right now. And people are definitely more scared right now. And, and, and it makes sense. There's so much uncertainty. So this week I decided 
what are we going to do in our house to combat this, right? Because if I'm going to be spending more time watching the news, how am I going to compensate for that extra fear that that's in my thought patterns, right? So I think that it's really important to have a list of TV shows that you may have already seen um, that make you laugh or movies and to, to use them when you're, when you're feeling the need. Mm -hmm. So I'm making sure that we're watching a sitcom after the news every night so that I'm laughing. And one of my favorites that I haven't watched in a while, but it just came to me last night is called Miranda. Mm -hmm. It's a British comedy, very slapstick, super fun. It's on Hulu. And um, I mean, it's super silly and ridiculous, but it just makes me laugh out loud. And I think that laughing and having fun is super important. It's an, it's a super important antidote to this, all of this fear and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. A hundred. I love that. Anything for laughter. I like as a manager, like, Hey everybody, it's crazy shirt day or stupid shirt. Day. I don't care. Like something keep people smiling. I love the, you know, make yourself watch comedy. I don't know that these are the times to, to watch sad, scary movies. Like try to keep your reading material light and your TV or movies lighter because that will help you not stay stressed. A stressful movie, you know, Schindler's List right now ain't going to feel not. good. Maybe not, but but you can control that. And, yeah. and, you know, so there's more fear in your space. So laughing will release endorphins. Yeah. That'll actually increase your immune system. So it, it's, it's a good thing. It's, it it's good to, to, to laugh and to yeah. try to try to make light of, of a tough time. Post silly pictures of like your pets and be like, my coworkers are lazy or like, you know, have everyone post their pets. Like try to make the laughter. I think the laughter happening outside of work is important, but during the work day too, like joke of the day, you know, silly, who has the funniest gift of the day. And maybe it doesn't all have to be contests, but just, posting funny stuff on the random channel so that someone doesn't, someone's in the middle of a customer call and like they're getting goofy stuff. Like, no, put it in the random channel or put it in a separate folder for people to access at appropriate times, Mm -hmm. but try to keep communication fun and light. Just like you would tell a joke by the water cooler. Right. Exactly. So I was just thinking like, do a, what was the best, do a poll. Like what was the best nineties TV show? And like use that random channel and managers participate, like encourage, participate, say good one, cat. That was hilarious. Like keep it, keep the good going. Cause if the manager doesn't chime in, then people wonder if it's okay. Yeah. People are going to be reserved. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Like, Definitely keep it funny, do TV, funny TV recommendations, whatever to keep people communicating in a positive way. So let's talk about some of the challenges of working from home. Working from home can be lonely. I remember when I first started working from home solely, like I would go to the grocery store and would find myself chatting with the store clerks much more so than I normally would. And I mean, John would look at me like, what, what's going on with you? Right. But I, I was lonely. And I think that actually 
video has helped because it's not very often where I feel lonely anymore. And maybe because I'm just so assimilated to work from home. I do, you know, I do spend time at client site, but most of my time is at home. But I do think like Liz and I record this podcast over Zoom so we can see each other, which just makes it, it makes it a totally different experience than if it was just on the phone. A hundred percent. It does. I can't say do video enough. Like I just can't, but I do think some people have a partner at home or a roommate at home. Others don't. It's great that you'll keep each other company, but you also may drive each other insane. It's a lot. It is a lot. See other people when you can safely and try to get out. And even if that means, you know, now you're working from home, so you don't have commute time. Maybe you call a friend that you haven't talked to in a while and catch up. Like, just make sure that you're connecting with somebody every day. It will help. I think it's really important to connect with the people that you care about right now. I've been doing a little bit more texting than normally just saying, Hey, thinking of you, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Right. Just that little touchstone can actually make a really big difference in someone's life. And it doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot of effort. I do have a tip back just before we close this topic of working from home. And if your spouse is at home now and you're not used to working together from home, my advice is to set up camps in different parts of the house where you can't hear. Amen. That has worked really well for, for John and I. Yes, us too. We, our old house, we shared an office. I bought a table at Costco and hid in my bedroom. And now we have, when we bought this house, we made sure there were two separate office spaces. That was important. Set up camp in a bedroom, you know, one in a bedroom, one in the kitchen, whatever works, even if you have a small house and I, we're going to talk about kids in a sec. That gets more complicated, but try to separate. And have your own space, yeah. To have your own space, but also if you're both on the phone, like I'm in recruiting, Eric's in sales, like kill me now if I, you know, I can't do my thing and listen to his stuff, mm-hmm. especially because I work from home and I'm not used to hearing somebody else. So separate a little bit. It will help. Now, if you're both people who love to code with their headphones on, Keep it up. I, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. If you have heavy meetings, right? Yes. Whether it's phone meetings or video meetings, separate. you know, try try to create some separate space, and then and then try to do something fun at the end of the day. I think I'm going back to this fun thing because if we don't have fun, and we don't find humor, mm-hmm. it's just going to be fear, fear, fear all the time. And you know, we want to be smart. We want to be washing our hands. We want to be t- you know taking taking really good care of ourselves. Yep. You know, but uh, have some fun too. Get out the games. Get out the games, Pictionary, like adult games, kid games. I don't care. Get out the games. Have a little little time for some cards against humanity. Always time for (laughs) cards against humanity. Um, (laughs) But yeah, any of it, get them out. It's, it's anything that brings levity and also closeness because you're so close. It may feel like too much closeness. So bring the fun into the relationship. Um, so I cannot stop thinking about parents with kids at home mm. and parents with after school child with child care. Keep it. Um, I hope companies are offsetting child care costs as much as possible. Um, honestly, I think it's important to have help with kids while you work and trying to do both, especially with young kids, is so hard. And I recognize that a lot of people rely on school and daycare. And now those things are closing. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're home with two kids. And I picture 
younger mom me with babies at home and right with two toddlers, right? You cannot just leave them to their devices as you will. Mm -hmm. But try to stay away from the kids if you can. Also try to power work so you can set, spend time together. If there's more than one adult in the house, do shifts with the little ones mm-hmm. is what I, I could think of. Because kids can be a great break from work, but work can be a great break from kids. So uh, when it's so hard to do both at the same time. And so if you can work with family members and to round robin child care, I mean, I know we're all trying to be separate, but try to use your village. Yeah. Use your community where you can. Yeah. In the safest way possible to try to help, but you're, you're going to probably end up round robining and working funky hours. And I hope that companies give people grace during this time for that. I also want to remind people, this is temporary. TV is your friend. Yes, get the kids out, get their energy out. But when you have a big, important video call, TV's your friend. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for some Disney movies, perhaps. Yeah, the Disney Channel, whatever whatever they will sit and watch, it's your friend. Uh, it's it's okay. This is not, um, you know, not this is not a permanent situation. No. This is a unique situation. So, Liz, you brought up schedule. Yes. You know, you want to schedule in your exercise because exercise is going to support you more now than even usual Mm -hmm. because there is more stress and tension and exercise will keep your immune system up and also just help you to navigate that, um, you know, healthfully. There's all sorts of things we can do to offset stress, but exercise is probably one of the most healthful ways. Mm -hmm. But, you know, go for a walk, grab your phone, talk to a friend and check in. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. What do you need? Right. That's so important for us to come together and support each other. And whether that's, you know, that's our, that's our local communities, but also our, our long distance friends, we can still touch base and, and try to support however we can right now. It's, this is, this is an opportunity for all of us to really step up and show how much we care with the people that we care about in our Mm -hmm. lives. Totally. Yeah. Put those breaks in there and give yourself grace and give your Mm -hmm. team grace and forgiveness this is hard. This is different. Your house is probably messier than ever before. It might feel chaotic. I know the messier my house gets, the more chaotic I feel. The news sucks. It brings angst. Um, Mm -hmm. And just try to keep your thought positive. Stay away from the news if you must. Like, Try not to get sucked into the vortex if that just makes you spiral. Like, Again. It's one thing to keep yourself informed, right? Mm -hmm. But spending four hours or five hours watching the news is just going to mess with your mind. No, I know people who like work at home with the background noise of CNN or whatever mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Not necessary. I mean, you can, you can do that, but there are consequences. And, and that's going to really impact your mental health. And if you feel it impacting your mental health, make a change. Mm-hmm. Like say, wait a minute, this is not good for me right now, or being Mm -hmm. on Twitter is not good for me, or whatever. If you feel that every time you're doing something, your anxiety rises, stop doing it. Mm -hmm. And have something in your back pocket, right? Have, have a plan to, to counteract that. You know, for me right now, it's watching Miranda, but it might be watching I Love Lucy or putting bridesmaids on, you know, whatever, whatever is going to make you laugh. Uh, you know, I tend to go for sophomoric humor. 
and it just cracks me up. So, you know, whatever is going to work for you, have that in your toolkit. Right yes. Now. Yes. Please just do things that make you smile. And on that note, if you guys have any questions or any kind of specific issues that have come up or tips, we'll take more yeah. tips. We've given some, yes. but there are more out there. Yeah. So share. Mm -hmm. And uh, reach out and we'd be happy to have you on the show to talk about some of this stuff. For sure. Yes. Let's all band together as a community. Thanks. Until next time. This is Real Job Talk, a podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and real job talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Job Talk. And on Instagram and Facebook at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kat Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat, And on LinkedIn, you can find me via Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm at Liz Beeks and Salt. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is a Tech Reckoning production. Our producer is John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And we're here by the water cooler waiting to talk with you. <laughs>